LinkedIn, we are going to fire up your Monday. With Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. I am Steve Spiro, the Master Connector. Over the next hour of this Master Connection series, we will take a deep dive into the different ways to connect and network effectively. See us and hear us right now. So LinkedIn, we are on here. We're getting ready. Hear from experts along with Steve Spiro, who went from being shy and introverted to the master connector. All right, all right, all right. This is Ignite Your Passion. We're going to talk about following it today. Make sure you're letting us know where you're viewing from. Uh, we've had a few changes to the show this morning. It's been a wild and furious morning uh, with changes to the lineup of the show. We've had illness. We've had folks with internet problems. It has been fun and lovely. Uh, Steve, I'll let you talk to the folks a little it's, bit more about it. It's the beauty of live broadcast. Hey, welcome to live broadcast. So, so not what I'm used to, but uh, it's great. I love it, you know. Um, but uh, it's it's been fun, yeah. So uh, Brandy, uh, you know, keep her in your thoughts. Uh, Brandy has some you know, sicknesses, and uh, and Ryan and Danielle are having some major internet challenges. So uh, you're stuck with us, but but we're pumped and excited. We're gonna have an amazing show. Uh, so make sure uh, you know now because it's just the Cameron and I. So you are the show. So whoever you're, you're you know, I, I'm seeing a bunch of people. Uh, Corey Foster, my uh, my amazing nephews on here. Um, you know, we want your comments. We want you want your questions. We want whatever fires you up, whatever ignites you, whatever ignites your passion. We want to hear it, uh, and and we want to definitely uh, include you in the show and and make sure you're you're participating. So please shout out. Start out by shouting out who and where you're from, what town, what city, what state. And uh, you know who you are, and um, and obviously, if you have any questions uh, for us, and we'll you know we'll start kicking things off, obviously with uh, with things. But uh, Cameron, you want to do a quick intro for those of the folks that don't know each other? Absolutely. So I just want to say this: thank you so much for being here. We got people checking in. Timothy Colson uh, from Newburgh, Corey Foster, like you said, is in the house. Mama Spiro checking in. We have Nobody. I'm hopefully I'm saying that right. Nobody. Chi. Chia D. Kobe checking in from Nigeria. Hey, if you want to jump on the program, uh, we would love to have you since we are guestless for internet reasons and illness. Uh, again, thoughts and shout outs to, to Brandy and uh, hopefully uh, Mr. Uh, Ryan and Danielle, they can get their internet service back. They, they've apparently been down all morning. They thought it'd be come back and it didn't. But like Steve said, this is the, the power or the fun of doing a live show. So, hey, we're going to get right into it. Uh, I'm going to introduce our master connector, Mr. Steve Spiro. Steve Spiro is a martial arts black belt and a master networker. He's moved from being a shy, introverted kid to the master connector he is today. Steve Spiro began his business career starting his first company. It was an advertising company in NYC. He had an incredibly fulfilling career in advertising and marketing, but eventually pivoted to the technology industry. Today, he's a certified customer communications consultant with Quadiant, where he consults and mentors companies to help them find more effective ways to connect with 
their customers. Steve Spiro believes in the power of mentorship, growing oneself through self-development and continuing to create meaningful connections through building a large network. Welcome to the stage, the master connector himself, Steve Spiro. Well, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. Mr. Cameron Toth, the, the Wizard of Oz behind the curtain there. Appreciate all the magic you do. Uh, absolutely incredibly excited and pumped and passionate and fired up to be here with you guys this Monday. It's not fired up Monday, you know, fired up Friday anymore. It's now it's it's the uh, you know mastermind uh, master connections Monday. Uh, so it's pretty exciting here. So, uh, but hey, so Steve Spiro, the master connector, Cameron and I really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we're here now every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We come at you with engaging content on how you too can be a master connector. During this master connection series, each week our goal is to gather subject matter experts when they don't when they're not sick and they're not. Uh, you know, dealing with internet issues, but hey, so welcome to the show. It's going to be incredible. Uh, I'm very blessed to have my co-host Cameron Toth here. Cameron is the host and founder of BizDev Live. Uh, Cameron founded Toth Event Staffing in 2011. Toth Event Staffing is a hospitality company providing staff to caterers, cafeterias, and catering departments in Westchester, New York, and New York City. BizDev Live was founded in 2020. With interviews starting back up in mid-September, BizDev Live uh, takes Cameron's entrepreneurship experience and combines it with his passion, we'll hear more about that later, for helping young people and business-minded professionals. Cameron Toth's mission in life is increasing access to education and uh, an opportunity for all people. So please bring back to the stage my man, the, 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 the magic man, Mr. Cameron Toth. Thank you, Steve. Pleasure, pleasure. And we're going to get to talk a little bit about that passion today for education that I have. We're going to go deep into it because that is our topic of discussion for the day. Uh, I want to keep and continue shouting out our folks in the comment section. Audrey, thanks for checking in. Glenn Frisbee coming in from White Plains, New York in the neighborhood. Mr. Brent Sammons from San Diego. Thank you so much for checking in. We appreciate you being here. So Steve, get us started here. Uh, and again, I, I'll put it in the, in the chat. Guys, if you'd like to pop in live to the show, send us a message. I'll send you an invite in a private message. We'd love to have you pop in in the show and be with us here in the virtual studio. So please send us a message. And we want to know where your inspiration, where your passion comes from, what your questions are. The more specific you get, more we can help. And the folks that are watching can help as we're going along here. So, Steve, can you share with us what your passion is and why it's important to you? Sure. So uh, for those folks who know me uh, and those who don't, um, you guys know that I was shy, introverted, picked on, bullied, learning, disabled, dyslexic, and uh, very, very low self-esteem for many, many years. And and so it was a struggle. It was it was really a struggle to just, uh, you know, I mean, I was driven. I was always driven. I, you know, I knew I didn't want to have to kind of be in survival mode. My family was, you know, probably on the low end side, lower, you know, low, I wouldn't say low class, but, you know, on the poverty side of things, my parents got divorced when I was, you know, fairly young and we struggled to household. It was, it was, it was tough, but I was always driven as far as, you know, wanting to succeed, but I always struggled and I always struggled and I struggled with, you know, okay, what's really going to keep me fired up? What's going to keep me sustainable? And, and so one of the things that happened for me, and I, you know, I wish to some degree it happened earlier, uh, you know, kind of early on in my life, you know, but it happened, hey, listen, uh, and not to get spiritual on anyone, God's time is perfect time, right? And whenever it's supposed to happen, it happens, right? 
And so it happened. And I was able, I was introduced to a very successful entrepreneur who took me under his wing, took on a mentoring role. And, and that has really been transformative and got me on this sort of path of self-development and self-growth and, and learning to be the best version of me I could be. And, and one of introducing me to some incredible people and, and I got put into an, an, an amazing incubator, uh, success incubator, if you will. And, and it's been tremendous. And, 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 and the growth has been both personally, professionally, spiritually, it's been amazing. And so my passion, just all that's to say, my passion is really to help other people find their path, find that passion, find that direction, get into a place where they could be uplifted and supported and really grow personally, professionally, spiritually. And, and I think it's, it's tough. I mean, I, I was, you know, in, from the inner city earlier on in my life, the Bronx, and it's not, you know, when you come from that place, you know, it's not that supportive, right? I mean, it's almost like that if you hear the story of the crabs in the bucket, right? You put one crab in a bucket and it gets out, obviously. If you put two or three crabs in a bucket, they're all clawing each other, holding each other down. And and it wasn't this sort of, you know, incubator for success. It was literally a, you know, kind of a, you know, let's who could you get over on somebody else kind of environment. So I didn't have it growing up. And, you know, I love my parents. They're incredible. My mom is great. And and, and she had her own challenges being a kind of a single mom trying to raise us and you know she's on the show. Um, but, you know, I didn't have that incubator from the family side of things. So having a passion to really grow and help people has become this, this huge thing for me. And, and, and seeing people in my life, you know, the power of mentorship and what mentorship has done for me, um, I really want to pay it forward. And so I've been blessed to be able to see other people grow and progress and, and uh, and I could talk more about that. I don't want to you know capitalize too much on this, but I want and I want to hear what you have to say, Cameron. But you know, if there's so much growth that I've seen from other people, it is exciting when you see people grow and become. And I know you have a passion for the youth. You've probably seen it in your way, but it's it's incredible. Um, so that is super passionate. You know, it's my passion, and I and certainly want to hear you know what you have to say as well, Cameron. And, Certainly the folks on the that are viewing, we want to hear what you have to say also. So please make sure you're participating with us as well. Yeah, I'm going to highlight Mama Spiro here as a therapist that chose a career that filled me with passion, purpose, and mission for 50 plus years. Mona from Mumbai, India, teacher turned marketing manager, interest enabling kids and buy values and scientific attitude. Thank you so much for commenting, Mona. Uh, I think this is the first time I'm seeing you on the show. Thank you so much for commenting. We got Debbie Payne checking in from Ontario. Debbie, what's your passion? You know, why? What is your passion? Why? We got Jennifer Henderson, who's a frequent uh, part of our community. Thank you for being here, Jennifer. Gregory Austin checking in. Uh, Mr. Mr. LinkedIn over there, Gregory Austin. Audrey, we want to, we want to hear from you. What are your passions? Why are you passionate? Because we want to fire you up. Uh, and we definitely want to build out that path, whether Steve or I can do it or somebody in the audience here. The whole point of this show is to connect and build and grow uh, and build on. And for me, for my part, it's really interesting listening to Steve, you know, and how his past sort of has pushed that that passion to the forefront, because that's that's really that's my story uh, going through high school and being a little bit lost. And that sort of created some dominoes that led to where I am now uh, and uh, creating difficulty and challenges in my road has led me to a place where I'm like, you know what, I want to put myself in a place where I am helping people eliminate challenges and roadblocks and 
all of the different things that, especially young people who don't understand how to connect what they're doing right now to 20 years from now. And anybody that's watched BizDev Live, even watched this show, has heard me say that whole thing of how to connect right now to 20 years from now. But that's my passion because I, I see how much, and I know that, you know, this, because we, I think we have some overlap on this, Steve, when you see people really develop and grow and understand that their actions, whether it's saving money or making a sales call or networking in a more empowered and influential way. You know, I look at you on LinkedIn and I think that's a great example of somebody that's that's applied themselves in a given area. Because I've been on LinkedIn for a long time, but I didn't apply myself. I didn't connect when I, the first time I was on LinkedIn, I didn't connect what I was doing then to 20 years from now. If I had, I'd be pushing forward like I did over the last few months. We started doing this show in November of last year. And I was talking to you about, oh, you know, I want to, I want to grow. I want to, want to push this forward on LinkedIn. I have these goals. I have these, this mission, this purpose, and I want to push forward on LinkedIn. And through this program, the tutelage here, all that, I've grown from 2,500 to over 4,000 connections on LinkedIn. I'm not bragging. Mr. 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 Steve Spear, the master connector. What are, what are you up? Uh, 12,000? 13, 13 plus. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's not right. It's just like I'm making progress. And that's the big deal, right? And so that's that's really what I'm excited about helping other people do. Uh, I want to uh, highlight some other folks jumping into the comments here. Audrey says, building a legacy business that is based upon giving back and passing it on to my boys. Some familiar uh, territory there. Very cool. Uh, I got I got a few children, uh, as, as people often joke about. Uh, uh, Demi Grace says, "Hi, Steve Spira, Cameron Jones. Great to see you, Demi. Talk to us about your passion, because I know uh, you're an avid networker. Love to hear a little bit more about your passion." Uh, Sri Parma, My ma my passion is to impact people's lives in any way that I can, impacting their lives personally. I love it. I love it. We want to keep hearing more about your passions. I'd love um, to know if there's any places where you're you're struggling to sort of, hey, maybe I, if you're anything like me, uh, you probably have a few things that you're interested in. And I'm sitting there trying to figure out how I can piece them all together because I have a passion for helping small businesses now because I've been running a small business for the last 10 years. And I I'm not a I'm not a great master of of financial wizardry, but I want to become one because very much like my story of like helping young people get through like the educational and career barriers, I want to help small businesses get through those financial hurdles so they can do the things that they love and make money and be successful. I, I uh, yeah, I was going to ask you, Cameron, and, and obviously, uh, you know, I, I've seen, you know, you and I have known each other now. It's probably about two two years, roughly, so right in that realm. And and I've certainly seen you grow, you know, and what you're doing. And I saw you do a shift to, um, you know, to, you know, more of a, uh, an e version of your business, you know, doing, you know, the Biz Love Live and, and obviously doing the broadcast together like this. Um, but I'm curious what, you know, what, and, and I know there's a question that we have number here, number two, but, you know, what, you know, did you always have that passion in your life? And and if not, you know, what ignited that passion for you? What was that? That it was there something, there's some spark. Did it sort of just come 
you know, come slowly. What was it for you? So the big, big thing that really pushed forward for me, because when I was young, my, I have the, I have the story of, of my dad, you know, we're, we're in the bar and, and um, he's asking me, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I said, rich, that was it. Right. <laughs> and, and then, you know, I'm, I'm going kind of going forward in school and I'm like, Oh, you know, I want to be a creative writer. And that was, that was a big deal. My dad was big into books. We had books on the wall, literary, all that kind of stuff. Right. And then, you know, this whole educational thing, I go through high school all through four years, but I don't finish uh, some projects that I need to actually graduate and get my high school diploma. Uh, a year after that, uh, uh, I'm a, now a father because I'm, you know, young, dumb and full of, you know, and so we have a, I have a child with this woman that I'm not intending to spend the rest of my life with. Um, didn't know that at the time, of course, you know, in, in La La Land, Less Land, whatever you want to call it, you know, that a young person gets into. So it, it was a gradual thing that, you know, pushed my passion from being kind of, because some of those, you know, I'd still like to be wealthy and successful that that that's that definition has definitely changed uh in terms of, of what i thought that was to what it what i think it is now um and i i like the creative thing writing but i've not not been writing books or anything like that so it's just sort of switched from this sort of creative passion childhood like oh I'll just have you know i like books I'll, I, i'd love to do this creative thing too man i see there's a need and so I saw the need in my own life, you know, as I became a, a young father, got my GED, ended up, you know, following the girl around the red, red leather pants instead of looking at the educational uh, things that I needed in my life and the financial things I needed in my life to get through school. I was following the the, the lovely young lady uh, around the red leather pants. And that's how I chose my college. And then, of course, two years later, I'm dropping out all of the, the the kind of errors that you can make. So I just sort of, as I'm going along, man, one thing after another life experience is telling me, man, there's a need. I really want to help people get this. Obviously being a young father, I had a young man that I was raising. And so that, that was there. And I got involved with a nonprofit that does college and career preparatory work. And I really found my love and inspiration. I loved doing that work. And I think that's something for folks that, you know, haven't found that thing that they enjoy doing. They haven't maybe experimented enough. And so I, you know, after high school, because I had a lot of time, I was experienced. I was in one internship, but other, I was intern at Roadrunner Records. I was uh, doing something with a publishing uh, firm. I was doing, yeah, I was like all over the place in New York City. I grew up in New York City. So it just anything, the whole, the whole world was my oyster and the crossroads of the world. So I was sampling, sampling, sampling. I got involved with this uh, nonprofit, luckily senior year of, of high school. And that was the thing that stuck. I started kind of with DJing and calling record labels and it turned into, wow, I like doing this work with students and, and young folks. That's great. I mean, yeah, absolutely. That's amazing to hear that. So for you, it was just sort of a, it happened progressively. It kind of progressed and it kind of, and I, and I, I, I would probably, you know, as far as my direction and how it all came about for me, um, I think it's similar. I think uh, initially, you know, when, when you grow up with, with a lot of want, you know, and you don't have a lot, um, I think initially what, what drove me was the, you know, the, the idea of being more comfortable, not worrying about money. 
Um, and uh, and then when when I got to start to travel with my wife and we we traveled outside of the United States and we, we I was like, this is really cool. And so initially <clears throat> the passion, if you will, the excitement, the draw the, to, for success was to have more time and money to be able to travel. But, you know, and, and we still enjoy that. Don't get me wrong. But when I look back at it, what what I think the coolest part about traveling was meeting the people, meeting people when you're traveling, whether it be people from the from the land you were you were you were visiting, right? I mean, I remember we, um, you know, and 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 hopefully no one gets offended by this, but we, you know, we went to Jamaica. It was a great trip. And honestly, you know, being from the Bronx originally, I, you know, there's this my guard is up. You know, I'm in the islands, and everyone's trying to sell me you know, ganja and, and all sorts of stuff. And they want to sell this. And, and I'm like, my guard is up. Like, I'm all right, man, I'm here on vacation, but I'm like, you know, and, and so three or four days into the trip, it was like, I, I was, my, my guard was up. And it wasn't until we took this really cool horse ride on the beach uh, at sunset kind of trip. And we wound up stopping at, at this little shanty shack halfway through this trip and the, 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 the people, and I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, we're, we're being set up here. Okay. What are they, what are they going to do to us? But no. And we got to sit and we got to break some bread and have some food with them. And you know what? The people were amazing. It, it wasn't that they, they were just hungry for opportunity. They had great hearts. They were great people. And at that point we fell in love with the Island. We fell in love with the people and we had a great time the rest of the trip. And we just understood the context of what, and so, learning about people we had you know the best parts and, and of course i i love eating uh you know i put on some weight uh i don't know about the COVID 19 the 19 pounds but i definitely put on a few pounds during covid i love eating and when you go to travel you get to you know you have these really cool exotic dishes and and you know i never like to when we travel I never like to go to the the resort stuff because you know you just get the americanized version of whatever the foods are there sometimes you know and a lot of times it's just burgers and fries and you know, hot dogs. So we, so, so, so yes, trying the food and, but, but really it was about the people and the, but you know what, all those things and you know, that, you know, the, the, the nicer car and the, the big, the bigger place and, and the travel, those are all great things, but that still, still didn't seem to motivate me. It, it motivated me to a level, to a degree, but it wasn't it. It wasn't getting to my soul. It wasn't getting to my core being. And, you know, but, but listen, you know, so obviously, as I mentioned, kind of, you know, growing personally and, and, and professionally and, and all that. And it wasn't until uh, I was challenged. And, you know, when you get around great people, you hear me say this a lot on a lot, a lot of the shows. If you're in the room and you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I, I, I try to get myself around some amazing people. And I heard a message uh, one of the one of the different conferences I had been at, and the message was about creating a life purpose and life mission, and it that's when it really clicked for me because because this it was a, it was a, a lady that said she said she said you know your dreams and goals if there's something specific you're going to hit that dream and goal, and now what right you hear stories about people that you know like actors or actresses they hit the pinnacle of their career their goal was to be in hollywood and to have to have a movie uh, or their you know their their dream is to be you know uh you know whatever um gold record whatever whatever they call that in the music industry you probably know better than i do Cameron, on that but you know they hit it big in in music 
or in sports. And then they just, they just literally, their whole life gets like, it, it just, you know, whatever, whether they kill themselves or, or you know, a drug addict, whatever, they, all the crazy stuff because that, that, that dream it is. Goes, like, it goes back to like, your goal has to be a little bit more complicated than I just want to make money because, all right, here's $10. You made money. Now, right. now, now what? Right. So it, it's gotta be, there's gotta she, be way she put it is driven life, right? Right. She, the way she put it is, it's gotta be something that no matter what you accomplish on the way, you still have something you're striving for and, and whether you accomplish things along the way or not. And so that's what, what I, when I put together this, this life's mission, I was like, wow, this is great. And now I, now I can really be passionate. And so, again, I know that there's this conflict for a lot of people, a lot of young. I know you like working the young young folks, and I do as well. Maybe your age group is a little younger than I. And I like that 20, 21, 22 to like 32 range because I think they're they're wide open. You know, as we get a little older, we get a little set in our ways. But but there's this pressure in that generation coming out of college or or even not even college, even when you're 18 or 19, because they want to know, what do you want to do? What do you want to do with your life? And yeah, like my mom said, she found something in social work and in therapy and being a, th a therapist where she could be use her passion. That's great. But not everybody could find something they're going to be passionate about for 45 years, right? So, so what if you could understand what your passion is and then what you're doing during the day or whatever time your, your, your day job or profession, why not allow that profession to fuel to, the money you're making in that to be able to fuel a passion? versus trying to make what you do the passion, right? Because a lot of times that's what people want to do. You know, they want to find something and then they get disappointed because they're finding something in their life. You know, you, you know, maybe it's being a teacher and I, you know, I'm, I'm very respectful of teachers. I admire what they do. I think they should get paid three times what they get paid because of the, the influence they have on young people. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's things like that, but then you want to do it and you know, you're, yes, you may be passionate about teaching the kids, but find out that, 40% of your job is administrative. It's, it's dealing with the, the politics at the schools and, and, you know, having to teach curriculum based upon testing versus what really motivates and engages kids and all these things. And, and you lose it a little bit because you're trying to make the passion in your career. And so if you could find something that really drives you and really ignites your soul, that's when you're really, you're on fire for life. And, and that's what happened for me about literally right around the beginning of 2020. It wasn't that COVID was the influence, but it just so happened by the grace of God. I don't know what it was, but somehow in 2020, beginning of 2020, I had that, that revelation and life hasn't been the same. And, you know, I've been blessed to be able to, you know, uh, grow the grow the network, be able to do some, some cool videos on LinkedIn. I enjoy that a lot because you touch people that way. And, and then also being able to do the show like this with you, Cameron, which has been tremendous and get and, and get to really bless people and, and, and hopefully ignite their light and, and, and their passion as well. Yeah, I love that. And, and I think that it's these skills that allow because what you're talking about is something that and I don't want to get to folks comments or I'm going to jump into folks comments. But just to say. That's why LinkedIn, what, what we're doing right here is so important if you're not applying yourself through the networking, through using tools like LinkedIn, because whatever career track, you know, you could be, a, you want to be a doctor, but you know, maybe you're, you're buried in insurance paperwork and you have the ability to change that. If you have power, if you have influence, if you have the ability to build teams and work with people, 
But if you're in this silo of I've only been trained how to do this, I don't want to talk to anybody, I don't want to learn new things, I don't want to uh, experiment over there, it, it, it can be tough. And so your passion can quickly become your burden, right? And I think that's really important uh, part of what we're talking about today is, you know, if you want to reignite that passion, if you had a passion and it's sort of, sort of getting burnt out, that's the way to do it. If you haven't found your passion, uh, a lot of what I'm talking about to the younger folks, you know, when that could be somebody that's, you know, as early as, as primary education, going into junior high, high school, all along that way, I'm saying, start sampling, start building, you know, I, I want that, you know, I want that high school to have the uh, entrepreneurs club, I want you to start sampling early, because the earlier you start doing this, the more experiences, the, the, the surer you are, and the more experience, you're going to know what you enjoy doing, what you don't like doing, all that good stuff, right? Debbie Payne says, I I've been a Remax realtor for over 30 years and I've loved helping people this past year going through unexpected spinal surgery while recovering. I've discovered other passions that I now wish to explore just in the progress of getting my first book published. Congratulations, Debbie, which is a memoir about breaking through generational dysfunction and how it helped me become who I am today. Congratulations, Debbie. That is amazing. We love Thank hearing you, about stuff like that. Yep. Gregory says, my passion is to help people become self-aware, improve their mindsets, and improve the world. Mom Spear, early on in social social work school, they reinforced being an exchange agent. T talk to us about that, uh, Steve. You probably know a little bit about what she's talking about there. I don't, but maybe she meant to say change agent. Maybe she meant to say change agent, because I know what that means. Yeah. Change agent, I'm not, I've never heard that phrase before. Yeah, so, yeah, I would definitely because I would say for me because I'm excited about and, and my, me and Mama Spiro have to work um, uh, talk together about being in schools because uh, that's something I'm excited about doing a little bit more work hands on being in the school. But, you know, for a young person getting in there and changing the way they're thinking, because it's it's tough. Parents only have so much time. Kids may have a strong set of parents. They may have parents that are strongly working to, to pay the bills and maybe don't have time. Maybe there's other stuff going on, but getting a young person that only knows what they know to think a little bit differently, that is definitely you're in that position to change and, you know, talk about, you know, branching off, you know, the, the timeline, the future of a, of a young person can be incredibly different if you open them up to opportunity and possibility. Jennifer Henderson says, as an accounting professional for over 20 years, I am passionate to help entrepreneurs understand their business finances and be confident about their numbers. I love to help them succeed in their financial and business journey. Jennifer, we're going to have to talk too, because I'm, 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 you heard me before, that whole idea of uh, providing kind of like the CPA services, that kind of thing for uh, small businesses. It's such a passion of mine because it's so been so difficult for me. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to help other people with that. Demi says, uh, impacting others is super important. The key to tapping into 20 years from now is tapping into the uh, Zennials and generation, millennials, I think she's. I think, I think she might be talking about YZ annuals, I guess, like the generation Y and Z annuals, I guess. Maybe that's what she means. That's okay. interesting. I, I haven't heard it said that like the wise annuals. I like that. I wise annuals. All right. All right. Got it. Wise annuals and Generation Z. Lots to learn from. All right. I got it. Yeah. It's it's a big deal, right? Connecting now. I mean, I think for, I was having the conversation with my wife today about, you know, immigration stuff and folks that are here and like, 
not making decisions because it's going to take 10 years, but where are they going? Right. You're, you're not making a decision because it's a long process, but if, if you don't start now, it's just right. going to feel longer later. Right. You might as well get started. I, you know, I think so many people, whether it's starting a business, jumping into a new opportunity, uh, people are waiting and waiting for the wrong reasons. And, and that's, yeah, uh, you know, if, if, if you read that book, uh, Dr. Seuss, where all the places you'll go and there's like yeah. the waiting place, people are waiting for this, people are waiting for that. It's such such a true thing. People are, there's so many people waiting. Stop, stop waiting. Waiting is not the answer. Uh, you know, you can, you can sleep on a decision, but you need to make that decision and move on. Corey uh, from West Palm Beach, Florida. I work in cybersecurity. My passion is to make the internet a better and safer place for everyone who uses it. My passion for this came with my discovery of the field. I've always loved helping people, but struggle with the best way to do it. Passing knowledge and information to others is something I enjoy a lot. I think that's, that's, wouldn't you say that's true for so many people that passing information, people don't always know the best way to do it, but I think generally people enjoy spreading the information, teaching others. It can be very threatening if you're in a, in a management position and you're teaching somebody how to do what you do, but if you're able to let go of that and give, it, it'll come back to you. The it'll best, the best joy you. I've ever found is when you give, you know, and give an impact to others. That's the best way. It's there's nothing better. I mean, think about it, right? I mean, you know, you know, you know. I'm not again not singling out any religions, but you know, with the Christmas, you know, the beauty of Christmas, and there's obviously it's not about gift giving, but the the joy in, in when you give somebody something, and and you know that there's the real pleasure in that and joy, and when you hand somebody that gift or or watch them open that gift, right? There's it's the joy. There's almost more joy for the for the giver than there is the receiver, right? Because especially if it's kids, right? They're excited about it for like a minute, right? And then they want to open the next one, right? So um, you probably know that better with your 17 kids. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin says, uh, hey, Steve, enjoy hearing your story. Keep inspiring others. We appreciate you, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks, for Kevin. Deming says, that's right, Steven Spiro. Evolving goals that impact others and serves a greater purpose that evokes fulfillment which should align with your talents. I love that. I love that. And, and Demi, talk to us a little bit more about aligning with your talents. Cause I think that's something that uh, if you talk about that in the, in the chat here, um, I think people will really benefit from that. Cause that, that whole thing is, I think there's folks that are confused about, you know, doing good. I think it's really good on the networking thing. When you get into conversations with somebody about, you know, maybe they're they're there, they're pitching their job, but when you start talking to them about the nonprofit work they do and you see how they use their talents in other places, that's something to me as a sign that somebody's truly good and passionate and right. somebody that I want to work with because they're not only using their talent in their their day job, which they may be selling to you at the moment, but they're passionate about it outside of work. And I think that makes a huge difference. Tim Colson, who's in the comments today. Uh, has a great story uh, that speaks exactly to that, right? He is not afraid of of using his talents outside of his job because he's so passionate about helping people. And I think that helps the sales story as well. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Chris, Chris says, if you surround yourself with passionate people, you yourself will become a passionate person. I love that. Yeah. Audrey says, surrounding yourself with positive people is a very important, but even more crucial is steering clear of negative people. 
try to help them. But what is that expression about a closed mind? It's like cement. Yeah, I'll let, I'll let you riff on this because I know you, you, you're you probably chomping at the bit too, Steve. But the, the idea that you are who you surround yourself, people. So if you choose to be around a negative person, you are making a choice and it is a negative choice. You're not. Oh. You're not. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I, I certainly can rip on this one for sure. I mean, I, you know, and, it, you know, it, it's you are who you hang with, right? I mean, you know, we heard it as kids, right? If you hang out with drug addicts, you're going to become one. You hang out with, with super successful people, you'll, you'll become that, right? I mean, uh, I've also heard uh, this, and you probably have heard it as well, where, you know, if you look at the, the net worth of, of you know, the, uh, the people, the five closest people to you, and you average it out, that's probably what you're worth, right? So there's, there's a lot, of, a lot of validity in who you're hanging with. Um, but yeah, I mean, not only are they positive, not only are they, are they uplifting, but also do they have the fruit on the tree? Are they, are they living the kind of life that you really, really want to live, right? Um, I try to be very conscious of that. You know, for, for many years, I, I, you know, I might have looked for people that were successful, but maybe successful monetarily, and that's great. But what about in their marriage? What about in their spiritual walk? What about in just how they live their life? I mean, are they, are they you know, truly, you know, grateful? Are they truly, do they live with joy, right? Those kinds of things are just as important. Are they healthy, right? Do they, do they live a healthy life, healthy physically, emotionally, spiritually, right? All those things are super important. Um, and, and, you know, we are, we are programmed, right? I mean, this, this brain, this, this computer of ours is, it's amazing. It's more complex than the most complicated, uh, most sophisticated computer on the planet, right? But we program it and, and how we program it, it you know, we're not going to talk a lot about this because it's a whole nother conversation, a whole nother topic, but the power of words, right? And how, what we speak, uh, but also what others speak and, and what we see and what we, read and what we listen to right all those things program this amazing brain so uh who you surround yourself with is super super important so i i i can't emphasize that enough and and be purposeful about it right you know or do you have do you have a community i mean that was one thing that was missing in my life for many many years is the right kind of community that that people that really would love uplift me i felt so i i was at a conference this weekend and I, I heard th something that was super important to me. And if this resonates with you, I want you to direct message me and I want to, we'll talk. But it was, it was three things that, that really imp have impacted me, impacted me. And that I'm, uh, you know, that I think for me, I, I know I was looking for, and I found it. And, and I have a feeling most people are looking for this in no particular order. Number one is community, right? Uh, who you're around, surrounding yourself with, kind of what we're talking about. Number two is mentorship, right? And having somebody to kind of help guide you. And, and then the third one is purpose. And we're talking a little bit about that today, right? Maybe you have a purpose, but maybe you need help in, you know, fulfilling and, you know, working on that purpose, right? Or maybe you don't have a purpose, but you're, you're really, you're hungry for a purpose. You really know you need a purpose on this planet, but you're just, you're, you're just struggling for that. If those three things resonate with you, you need to reach out to me. I, I, I may be able to help you. So th those that's something that came to me. And by the way, on a t another note, I'm in the middle of reading. I know, Cameron, you like my book recommendations. I think you're going to love this book one. And you'll appreciate it because uh, you you were doing something with, with Lynn Rowe. But it's actually the book is called The 5 a.m. Club. Great book. Have you heard it? Heard of the book? No, no. Unbelievable. Now, I can't. 
I mean, I'm only about probably a quarter of the way through the book, and it's on Audible. So the the uh, the, the the narrator does an amazing job with the character development and you know how he changes his voice. Really, really, really good book. Um, and and I just it's funny, and I had never heard of the book until like about a week and a half, two weeks ago. And I was on a networking call earlier today uh, with a guy named Mark. And guess what book he brings up to me out of the blue? Like nobody has spoke, yeah, mentioned the book at all. And I'm in the middle of reading the book, and all of a sudden he brings up the book. So it's a tremendous book. I guarantee, Cameron, you're going to love it. Any of the listeners are going to love it. And, you know, we're talking about igniting your passion. I believe this book will absolutely help you ignite that passion, no doubt about it. Because a lot of times what happens, and this is something that I've learned over life, and I don't want to d- dominate, so I'll, I'll let, turn it back over to you in a minute after I make this one point. But I think a lot of times we may have something that sparks us a little bit. Maybe it's like like I was talking about before. Maybe it's just being able to not have to worry about money or wanting to have success, right? But that's just, that's just going to kind of get us maybe to do one thing. But what's going to get us to do something over a period of time? Now we need something that's a little bit more of an of, a, of an important goal, right? Uh, some some kind of dream or some kind of uh, purpose, right? But when you find that one thing that really is going to drive your soul, that's going to get you to do this, whatever it is, over a long period of time, so that you have that real uh, feeling like you have this reason for being on this planet, this big big blue marble on this. You know, we live on the cold the cold Earth, right? So anyway, so so that's and and having those, you know, those it talks about it. And by the way, the premise of the of the book, Cameron, is is developing a routine in the morning, right? So that you can then accomplish almost anything you want in your life because you're able to get it done. A lot of the stuff that we we tend to put off to later and never gets done, you get it done in the morning. So anyway. I want to turn it back over to you. I don't want to dominate here. No, I think it's so important. And I was trying to bring up, let me see if I can pull it up onto the screen here, because I think it's it's so important to what we're talking about. We got a lot of comments and I'll, I'll guys, I'll get, I'll get to the comments in just a second, but I want to bring in this visual here. Cause it's, it's, it's really on, you know, what we're talking about here. Right. Sure. So uh, this is, this is uh, Mahatma Gandhi's, uh, okay. Peace on. Keep your thoughts positive because your thoughts become your words. Yes. Keep your words positive because your words become your behavior. Because your behavior becomes your habits. Keep your habits positive because your habits become your values. Keep your values positive because your values become your destiny. I think it's so true. And and often and we we time and time again um, come back to this in terms of you know, content on our shows about meditation and exercise, but, you know, whether it's your marriage. And I think, you know, if we would have had, uh, if, if, if the internet was working for Ryan and, and Danielle and, and, um, uh, what's Brandy. Brandy, thank you. Uh, wasn't ill today. What, what we would have probably been talking a lot about was, you know, exercise. Uh, and, uh, Chris Sutra is asking for the title of the book, the 5am club, right, Steve? 5 a.m. club. Yep. Yep. 5 a.m. club, Chris. Um, just another one of the amazing, fantastic book recommendations from Mr. Steve Spear, the Master Connector over here. Um, just just really, really important. You know, I was on a walk with my wife this morning. Uh, we've both been having knee issues, so we've changed from like the, the running to, to the walking. 
And it's such a big deal for our mental health and for our relationship. It's such a big deal. If you're not doing some sort of physical activity with your loved one and with your loved ones, you know, get out with the kids. We didn't do it this morning because it was a little wet, but usually me and my wife will go for a walk and then we'll invite the kids over at a 7 a.m. because we're out a little early at six, right, to fit it all into the day. But that idea of getting up in the morning, getting things started the right way, making sure that you are getting that really, really good start. Because when we talk about firing up the passion, it's usually because people are burnt out. And how do you get burnt out? You have expanded all the energy in the battery and you have not created any time, room, space for recharging. You got your, you know, now a lot of things are, are electric. There's less moving parts, a lot easier. I got a, a we were talking about this morning because our mower isn't working. We got to get an electric mower. But I have a, a blower and, you know, one of the reasons not to get an electric blower, they, they're not, there's not the same power. Well, that, that problem's going away. So we got the electric blower. The beautiful thing about an electric blower is when, when the power runs out, you take it out, you put it into the charger, it charges up, it's completely ready to go again. You are a lot like that. And I think a lot of people forget that you need to recharge. There's got to be ways to recharge. And there's, it's not going to be the same for everybody. It's not going to be the, the, the paradise vacation in Cancun that's going to recharge everybody. Maybe it's a different job. Maybe yeah. it's yoga, like uh, Mona said here in the, yeah. in the comments. That's right. Maybe it's uh, community and mentorship and purpose, like Linda Bustamante Peron is saying in the comments, thanks for being a part of the show. Maybe it's reading. Maybe it's making sure that that's a part of your day. Maybe it's getting that daily exercise and maybe it's a little bit of <laughs> all the columns, you know, figuring out what mix is right for you. Such, such a big deal. Yeah. And, and, you know, we don't have kids, but I know you do Cameron, a bunch of them, but it's, uh, <laughs> but it's, but you know, it's so easy, right? When you, and I, and I have, we have a lot of friends that have you know kids and so forth. It's, it's so easy to kind of just start your day. You know, you, you're like, uh, you know, uh, you, you drop a car and, you know, the, the wheels are spinning 50 miles an hour on a lift and you drop the car and, and it just starts, you know, head down. That's a lot of times mornings when you have, you know, kids and there's a lot going on. And, you, and like Cameron said, you have you have um, you, you're neglecting the opportunity in the morning and you get sometimes you got to get up early. That's why 5 a.m. Now. For us, I don't know if it has to be 5 a.m. I don't think that's the point of the book. I think it just so happens for some people, I think with COVID, because we're not rushing off to commute a lot of us, uh, maybe six, I've always already, you know, I think you grow rich. One of my favorite books talks about the six o'clock club. So I guess they had to go with the, you know, one, one, one hour earlier for this book, by the way, the, the, the subtitle to the book and Cameron, I think is going to maybe pull it up, but uh, the image of it is own your morning, elevate your life. Right. And uh, it's a great book. And the, and the author is Robin, Sharma, uh, and really, really, really good. Again, I'm I'm doing Audible. I love the Audible. Uh, you guys know that that you know reading is torturous for me. Uh, but this this good this is a really good book. So uh, definitely, uh, if you if anyone that's watching this or view you know any viewers have have actually caught this book, I'm curious uh, what your and and the part of the book I'm at. Uh, not to give it away is um, I'm at the part of the book. So don't tell me the end of the story. Uh, but there's a part where the the, uh, the the homeless person is starting to tell them about this great trip. 
So, um, and this that they can go on. So I'm going to leave it at that without you know getting giving away too much. But it's really really interesting book, really interesting, really cool character development. So, but um, yeah. So so Cameron, I know one of our questions that we had that we wanted to kind of share and get different perspective on was you know we all have had challenges in the last 15 months. You know, obviously due to COVID, and I think the Northeast here has gotten hit got hit harder than some of the warmer states for sure. Um, but the question is, how, you know, how have you decided to rise up, right? And uh, curious if you want to sh- cover that first. I know you you were like one of the first people that I had known who completely pivoted uh, and decided to make the best out of the situation. So I'm curious to get your perspective. And then, then after you share, maybe I'll, I'll give a little of mine. Pushing buttons here, yeah. You know, I think... You know, I, I made I made definitely made lemonade out of the lemons that that I was given over the the past year, um, and I know so many of the folks in the comments have, have done the same thing. For some people, uh, it was an opportunity to actually do more business. For other people, it was it was a chance to rest and take it easy. Uh, for other folks, it was just hardship and challenges and and figuring out how to deal with those. Um, for my particular industry for staffing, it was rough, but you know, I, I had the the luxury and the ability having low overhead with my business and uh, PPP was was fantastic as well uh, in terms of a, a resource. And the biggest thing that I pivoted to was doing BizDev Live, and that was amazing. Uh, you know, I think for anybody that is looking to sort of experiment and taste on the outside edges of things, it's the idea that you can really give yourself a schooling and an education on topics and meeting people. It provides an enormous opportunity. If you start up a podcast, that has been the the pleasure of doing it. And then that turned into Mr. Steve Spiro giving me a call. Uh, saying, hey, you know, I got this LinkedIn Live thing and I'm excited. And that's been a big deal too. I, I mean, I, you know, I'm taking a break from BizDev Live now. I was doing it every day, Monday through Friday. I know we've had that conversation, Steve, like, oh, that's that's a lot. Do you really need to do that? And for me, uh, especially in the beginning, it was, was all about creating content. And by going daily, I was creating a massive amount of content. And for anybody that wants to see how that worked out, Type in Cameron Tuff to Google. Type in Cameron Tuff to YouTube. Type in BizDev Live to Google. BizDev Live to, to, to YouTube. You're going to see the results of that. I'm building a brand, right? And so that's been a big deal. And that came out of, of lessons learned from <laughs> with Steve and others, you know, that, that took LinkedIn seriously, that took YouTube seriously, people that have built brands and then been able to capitalize on those brands. So that's been my big, big pivot, but I'm still going through it. Uh, we were talking about uh, passion even before we jumped on today. And so I've been doing a lot of soul searching and I'm talking about all the time and these intros for the shows. My my passion is opportunity and education. So I'm really considering going and being a uh, government employee in, in, in the school system, getting into the guidance counselor role to get my my hands on that position or role. Because my, my end all goal is not to be a, a guidance counselor at one school. I want to have a bigger impact in that. I have no... Uh, 
combs or whatever you want to say, but I, I, I know very specifically laser sharp. I want to have a bigger impact on that. I want to create tools that a lot of people can use over the generations, not just the, the, the time in my career, but over the next thousand years, I really, you know, when, when Steve reads the bio and he's saying passionate about opening up opportunity education, if, if I could go and connect with every single man, woman, and child in the world and provide them a little bit more access to equity and education, that's what I'm about. But I think, you know, for folks, you know, that have, you know, kind of paid attention to like who the Secretary of Education is in the United States at any given time. Sometimes people end up in those roles and they don't actually have experience. They haven't been a school teacher, but suddenly they're in charge of school teachers and guidance counselors and that sort of thing. And so I'm pushing forward now saying, hey, you know what? That is what I want to do. And so I'm really going towards, even though I can make money doing BizDev Live and sponsorship, where do I want to spend time? What am I passionate about? What do I really want to do? Where do I really want to go? And that's that's where it is. I think it'd be great. I mean, I I, mean, I would I would vote for you for secretary of the education system. <laughs> I, uh, not not quite yet. Down the road. Down the road, Steve. But but listen, I you know I I, I don't I mean I, I knew what I wanted to do early on. I, I knew wanted I wanted to go into graphic design and advertising. Um, I just happened to know that, but. But I would have loved to have someone like you as my my guidance counselor. I, I think it's it's a tall order, right? I mean, think about it, right? When someone is sixteen or you know sixteen years old, and they ask them, you know, what they want to do with their life. I mean, that that is, a, I mean, well, you know, you, you talk to a, a a boy that's sixteen years old about what he wants to do. He's thinking about girls, cars, you know, uh, probably substances. I mean, he's probably not thinking about you know how he's going to spend his life. So. I mean, you talked about the red, you know, the, the chasing the girl with the red leather pants, right? Um, that's that's what people, there it is. There's the visual in the book. Yep. Thank you, Cameron. Uh, so if anyone who was interested in looking at that, uh, getting that book, that's uh, that's the, the screenshot of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it'd be great. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. And the fact that you're an entrepreneur. I'm just going to just chime in. Just imagine somebody that's, you know, 14 years old getting the kind of understanding that goes into, hey, you know, getting up really early in the morning, making sure you're going into bed on time. And hey, you can start a business at 14. You can start a business at 16. You can do these things. How does that change somebody's life? Because there's people that are like 30 and they're believing they can't start their own business. If you get over some of those fears early, what does the rest of your life look like? Because we know it's it's not about the shot that went in, right? It's about how many times, you know, are you attempting that shot? How many times you're practicing percentage, you know, uh, the whole Michael Jordan quote, right? You know, he's missed, you know, da, 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 this time, lost this many games. You fail when you're trying to succeed. You're not going to succeed if you don't fail, right? It's just, it's just the way it is. And so to fail early and often so that you can get to those big successes later on, speak from a place of experience. If you can get a young person to do that, I mean, that changes not only their lives, but it changes our world. Great. The great, the great one, Wayne Gretzky said, I missed hundred percent of the shots I didn't take. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that phrase has become a cliche, but it, but it's true. Right. And, um, and I forget what sport it was. I want to say it's soccer. Right. And I'm, I'm sure that's a that's a big sport 
uh, you know, for you, Cameron, as far as your kids, I'm guessing, right? Um, but I think they they said, how what's the percentage of to be a successful pro pro soccer player? How many how many missed how many how many successful shots does a soccer player have to take to become pro? You know, and and I know in baseball, it's if you're if you're thirty percent roughly what twenty eight or thirty percent of your batting average, you're 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 going to be pro, right? And you know, and and so you know. Babe Ruth, I think he got he had more strikeouts than he did home runs, right? I mean, there's all sorts of you know statistics you hear. The the one question, and, and hopefully if you do take that role on, on camera, and I hope that you have some influence in this area, because I think that there's there's a flaw in our education system because I think it's too too much you're taught through this testing that you have to six you have to be perfect or close to perfect or it it enforces it reinforces don't make mistakes right you're and and that's contrary to what you're just saying right which is true take the shots right um it's not about you know getting at 98 or 100 right because if you another one of my favorite books is mindset um uh by zwecky zwecky i forget how you pronounce her last name but mindset and that it's talking is fixed mindset versus growth mindset Fixed mindset of people that don't that they're 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 very you know they don't they don't want to make mistakes they're, they're programmed to not make mistakes. Growth mindset are those who are excited and if they make mistakes, no worries, no big deal, it's okay. So if we can reinforce that in the education system, there it is, Carol Dweck. That's the word, Dweck. I knew it was something unusual, um, but great book, yeah, phenomenal. Thank you, Cameron, for pulling that out. But um, yeah. So if someone like you being a guidance counselor and that could have some influence in, in in steering the education system so you're not so, okay, my mom is saying charter schools. Yep, charter schools are, are, are trying to attempt to, to go that direction, which is great, you know? But again, we're, we're so programmed to not fail that it, it becomes, you know, and I think that's the other problem is, right? I think you come out of college or you're, you're looking to get out of college and you're like, okay, uh, what career? Because if I pick this career, it's going to be the direction I'm going for the rest of my life, right? Okay, well, you try something, and if it doesn't work, you pivot and go again. That's what, and again, that's what we've learned, you know. To, to to give my answer on, you know, this last 15 months and what what COVID has taught is you gotta you gotta be light on your feet. You gotta be ready to move and shake, and you know you gotta move a little bit. And you know you can't just you know stay in one spot and. And you got to be flexible and you got to say, okay, all right, we got this thrown at us. What can we do to not capitalize on it, if you will, but to, to, to maybe work with? And, you know, and like what you did with BizDev Live is tremendous. You know, what I did is I just continued to do more of some of the things I was doing, right? I was already doing a lot of networking. I was actually doing a lot of remote meetings through through LinkedIn and so forth, mm -hmm. through Zoom in some cases, phone calls. I just did more of that, right? Uh, you know, in some of the stuff I do with Quadi and the consulting work I do. You know, a lot of that stuff was was remote and automation based, which made so much sense. And we were doing it prior to COVID. I just like, hey, these areas make tons of sense for the world we're in right now as people are starting to do a lot more remote working. So you just you, you kind of you got to look, you got to be able to be ready to, to shift and to move and to shake. Right. And not be so locked in and focused on on what you're doing and trying to force that to work but be ready to change and, and, and involve with the times and, and don't, you know, again, I, I think, and I admire people that, that, that could, could be focused on one career, one business. I think it's great. But I think one thing we've learned in COVID, I heard a good analogy. 
And that is, you know, if you have a table and it's got one leg, you know, we've seen them at bars, right? You got the, the table, the table with the one leg, and then there's the little feet at the bottom. But if you take that one leg away, that's no longer a table, If you know? But if you take, if you have a table that has four or five legs and then one gets taken away, you've still got a table, right? And a lot of times I think we're looking at, our, at you know, at things that we're doing as this one thing and like, right, in your industry, in the event industry, I mean, that that got hurt pretty bad, right? So thank God you were able to pivot. And I think what, what a lot of the lessons we're learning is it probably makes sense to kind of have a couple of things going on at one time. Again, you, you got to be careful, right? I mean, I know there's the there's the, the feedback of, well, if I'm so focused on so many things, I'm not going to be effective in one thing, right? If, if you're chasing three rabbits, you don't catch any, right? But if you could know how to time manage and be be good with your time, you know, and, and be able to, you know, like I love when people tell me I, I only can do one thing at a time. I'll, okay, that's great. So when you have your job or business, I'm guessing you never, never go to the gym and you can't stay in shape and you probably don't have any relationships and you don't have a, a good relationship with your kids. You don't have a good marriage because you can only do one thing at a time. No, 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 no. That You're missing it. You're able to compartmentalize when you get home from work. Now it's time for the family, right? And, you know, and, and you know, when you want, maybe you go to the gym at six in the morning. So from six to seven or seven thirty, whatever you're in the gym, that's you're, you're, you're compartmentalizing your life. So you can do many things anyway. So I could get on a rant on that. No, one, no, I, I think you're, I think you're absolutely right. And I think that exercise isn't necessarily like, you know, like I said, I went for a walk. Now, I don't always go and exercise my wife. She doesn't always go and exercise, but you can combine some of these activities and we get the kids out. And that's a big deal because if you're, if you're a parent and it's summertime and you don't have the kids in, in camp, they're not getting them out in the morning, getting the change them out of the, the pajamas, right? It changed the men's mindset. They go out, they get a little hungry. They eat a good breakfast. It starts the day going back to the 5 a.m. kind of club, that routine in the morning, whatever time you're, you're starting in the morning, if you're feeding yourself junk food and junk information and junk routine, you're going to get junk out, right? And going to the education thing that you were talking about, this is where, where education gets so challenging because everybody wants a simple solution with education. What's our focus? What's our, our big thing? And uh, Demi, I just want to highlight her her comments because she had a great comment here. Cam we share a similar passion regarding education, uh, especially about equity and children don't uh, experience, I have something to lose or feeling prematurely defeated. They are so resilient. That mindset is persevering, especially if we, if we nourish it, right? The idea, you know, I pushed my, my daughter doing amazing. She's on high honor roll. This uh, last uh, uh, end of, of term from, for Leo, my 13 year old, he's on the high honor roll. Uh, the other two are, are too small yet. They're not doing those kind of grades, but my my two you know older ones, 13 and, and 15, they're both on the high honor roll. And Leo has struggled. Like at you know, the beginning of the year, we were dealing with stuff. The big thing for me, and, and, and I think the sports, piece is, is a nice sort of fit into this because we don't expect somebody to go out onto the field and score hundred percent of the goals. Uh, we would call that person selfish. We would call that person a ball hog. You know, it's a team sport. We're a team. This is how we win. Right. Although there are people that push for that, right. Especially like that parent that is like, Oh, my son has to be the star. And we know that's not the right way. Similarly in school, you know, my push isn't that, my children have to get a hundred and everything. 
What I want them to do is push for 100 and everything. And so what I think a lot of people do in terms of this whole passion thing, right, is instead of feeling like it's okay to fail, it's okay to try and fail, they're trying to push forward on something, but they're not putting the whole heart into it. And so when it fails, they say, oh, this must not have been for me because they're not pushing and giving their all. My child goes into a class. We're talking about all of the different things that go into it, the relationship with the teacher, right? You're in the workplace. What's the relationship with the boss? And I'm talking about these are all things, life skills that you need because these are all relevant to, to everything that's going to happen later, right? What's your relationship with these people? Are they ready to give you the benefit of the doubt when the challenge inevitably comes up? You know, these are the things that I'm building with them because education it's not just the test and it shouldn't be the test. Some people are bad at taking tests. It's right. That's me. <laughs> right. That's me. It's about every little piece of it. And I, and that's what I'm pushing forward. It's, it's, you know, I'm in a good school system in the Valhalla school system. I grew up in New York city that, you know, there's some other challenges down there, but if we're doing things on education where we're encouraging the whole student to open up on the negative end, my daughter, is a little hesitant to push into some of those extra curriculars because maybe I've said, well, you got to do excellent and all this other stuff. And so maybe that pressure is like, well, I'm not going to do it unless I can do 100%. So you're always sitting there shifting and, and adjusting there. There is no silver bullet to this education thing. There's no silver bullet to this passion thing. It's a lot of experiment and failure. And everybody is like a fingerprint very completely different when it comes to this. We can find some similarities. The finger is the finger, but you know, life, life is a little different for everybody. I'll, I'll uh, say this from uh, Debbie and I'll be quiet and let you, you uh, uh, finish this up here. Cause we're at the top of the hour, Steve. Debbie says, what I've learned is that it's never too late to follow other passions that can grow into another career later in life. Never set limitations on ourselves. That is a great way uh, to uh, sum up our, our show here, Debbie. I love that. You know, Steve, to, to wrap this, this thing up, put a nice little bow on this. What can you tell our viewers to help them ignite their passion and rise up? Do you have any action steps? Yeah, I mean, number one, uh, since we talked about it, I would recommend get that book. Um, that book will really, I believe, will help you. Even though I haven't finished it, I, I'm pretty confident that it's going to really help you. Uh, the, the, the 5 a.m. Uh, club, which um, by Sharma, in, in, in case you're tuning in later. Uh, by the way, if you're watching this on the replay, make sure you hit uh, uh, hashtag replay if you're going to make a comment. Uh, we appreciate that because this this show is actually viewable on the replay uh, for quite a while. I don't know if they ever take it down. So, uh, and make sure you're sharing this out to your to your to your network if you if you want if you think it'd be valuable for them. Um, but yeah, action points. Yeah, I, and and comment to, to piggyback off what you said, Cameron. Um, you know, I, it's never been about perfection. It's about it's about excellence, right? Always striving for excellence, right? Perfection is unachievable, but excellence is always something you want to strive for, right? Um, and so I would, I would say, yeah, like we talked about earlier, I would, I would, you know, uh, read that book. Uh, I would definitely, maybe, you know, find yourself a, a, you know, if you could come up with a, a life's mission statement on what really, really drives you. And again, if you need an idea what that looks like, DM me. Uh, I'll share it with you. Direct message me and I'll share you, you know, what, what my mission statement is. It's a little personal, but I'm happy to do it. 
and and yeah, and just just go for it. Don't be a don't be a, don't be ashamed, afraid. Like Cameron said, right? It's you know, uh, you know. Listen, if it doesn't, if it if it's not something you find that you're really passionate about, it's great. Try try something else. It doesn't matter, right? Just give yourself enough time, because sometimes our passions get tarnished by lack of results early on, and that is a big one. A lot of times we want to we want to do something that we're going to be passionate about, and we're looking for results. And if we don't get them right away, it tarnishes it. And don't let that happen. Keep that vision clear. Write it out. Read it. Read it. Look at it. You know, make sure you're viewing it on a regular basis so it stays fresh for you. And speak about it a lot, right? I, you know, everywhere I go, I'm telling people I want to be the light. I want to inspire people. I want to really uh, help people, right? And and the more you speak it, number one, you're telling the universe, you're telling people you're coming, but you know who you're, you're really convincing is you. You're programming you. And that's so that, that would be my biggest thing is find your passion, put a mission statement together, work on daily activities to accomplish it, and speak it regularly and go for it. How about you, Cameron? Yeah, I, I showed that Mahatma Gandhi quote, right? Positive thoughts leads to positive actions. Positive actions leads to positive habits. Such a big, big, big deal. Demi says, that's great, Cameron. Love that about your children. Thanks, Steve Spiro and Cameron Tope for a great show. Passion, purpose, principle, and perseverance. Thanks, Demi. Listen, next week, Monday, July 26th, how to move forward in this new normal. Going to be a great topic. We had Jan Mercer Doms, Dylan Della Rosso, and Teresa Rume. I hope I'm saying that name right. We'll be back live Monday, July 26th for episode 33. Can you believe it, Steve? 33 episodes. I just want to leave people this. Action steps for igniting the passion. You are not going to find the passion, if you don't already have it, by tiring yourself out journaling how do you journal right get that rest come to it rested build some time get the herbal tea light the candles do what you need to do it might be in, in the middle of the noise you need to go out into the the streets of nyc while they're jackhammering because that's when you can think whatever it is that gets you to your place of zen so you can do that introspective stuff to figure out what you're truly passionate about, what you truly enjoy, look at your life experience. And if you don't feel like you have enough life experience, you haven't found that thing, try, experiment, taste, go out and do it. We'll support you. You got our information here on LinkedIn. Connect with us, talk to us. We're here for you. The community is here for you. As always, thank you everybody in the chat. We got Demi Gray, who's so all over the comments. Thank you so much for that, Debbie. Audrey, Mona, uh, Mama Spiro in the house, Chris Dutra, uh, who else? Linda, who's checking in with us, Linda Patron, Padron, uh, Corey Foster. Thank you, guys. Chris Dutra again. Uh, all these folks in the, in the comments. Kevin Hall, thank you so much for tuning in. Gregory Austin, uh, everybody, thank you so much. We had uh, Sri Parma. Uh, so many folks checking in, in the comments today. Thank you so much uh, for making this show what it is. We appreciate you. I'm going to throw up the uh, the five, four, three, two, one, crush it symbol. We'll send you out. Steve, lead us out. Oh, I got you on mute. We got the, we got the 2020 theme song going in. There we go. Yeah. There we go. Right. But uh, let's go out and let's be the light and uh, let's make sure we're, we're crushing it every day. So here we are. Five, 
four, three, two, one. Crush, Crush it! it! All right, thank you, everybody. We'll see you next week. Here we go. If I can, if I can push these buttons right. Here we go. Take care, everybody. <laughs>